we're back. Welcome to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian, and with me I've got quite a few people. I've got uh, Mark, Kevin, and Eric. Which one of us was stuck first? (laughs) 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 This is Eric. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, don't worry. We'll fix that in, in post. It'll it'll sound like each of you said, "Hey, hello." <laughs> this is not Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin got kicked in the throat, so he sounds a little weird today. Anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about Metro Twenty Thirty Three. Um, but before we go into that, we're going to have some conversations about uh, the new Sonic movie. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever given a shit about Sonic, but to the general population here why i've i've why? never given really like a big shit about sonic i've always appreciated sonic especially like the older stuff and i'm not a big fan but this is still just an insult why would they do this after so many years and, and more importantly why like this <laughs> why would they why would they make such a terrifying looking character out of an an old gaming franchise because meow are you sure it's a meow I, I don't know, but... Uh, Maybe Bark? Yeah, I mean... Oink? What, the, the thing that I don't get is we've had so many gaming franchises that they try to, you know, make it into a movie. Sonic would be one that's like, alright, at least it's had some exposure where, like, in some of the games, they show Sonic against, like, humanoid beings, like, even actually just humans to show the representation of what Sonic would look like against a human. And they took all of that information and didn't use it. Didn't Sonic have a TV series, too, at some point? Yeah, he had a TV series, he had a cartoon, he's had multiple games. Like, the fact that Shadow the Hedgehog has even had his own game. Yeah, I... I is that the... Is that the red one? Yeah, the, the black, the black one? and red one, that, and he uses a gun. He uses a gun? Yeah! <laughs> I know nothing about Sonic. <laughs> I thought the point was to run around collecting rings really fast. Y- yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so where so does a gun come how... in? Well, that's that's just his like nemesis shadow. He just he he uses a gun. I don't know why oh, to show that he's bad. Like Edgy. the same way that someone might have a a goatee to indicate that they're the evil version of someone. Yeah, or or to show that they don't have pubes on their balls, so that they put pubes on their chin instead. It could be a mustache. You never know. I could. I could. Um, the only plus side is to see Jim Carrey back in a movie role. What? Yeah, Jim Carrey, Doctor Eggman. Well, I mean, in my opinion, the only plus side is the memes. <laughs> the, they're just they're just too good. Honestly, I only watched a little bit of the trailer, and I'm not interested in watching the movie. But the memes have been quite funny. Yeah. If anything, this this movie and this trailer is just to help spawn. Actually, it's so it, it's like the the adage, whatever. Like there is no bad publicity. Well, unless this publicity is going to make everyone go, I don't want to watch that movie. They're not going to want to watch the movie, but they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? And they're going to at least have interest, whether it be memes or, like, making fun of it, in Sonic. So it's a big boon for, like, the Sonic franchise. But it's terrible for the movie if no one wants to go and... Yeah, no, fuck that movie. But if anything, (laughs) I have more interest now in playing a Sonic game than I ever had. Are you going to play a Sonic game? I said I had more interest. I didn't say I was going to play more <laughs> right. any Sonic so it, games. It gives the Sonic fans like a moment to go, you know, first they'll re, and then they'll move on to like <laughs> telling you about how good the games actually are, and you just don't even know. So maybe you should just actually play the games before you make any comments on it. 
Yeah, have you even raised a chow? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh my god. Am I a Sonic fan? Have you ever go fast? You don't even know go fast. I've played some of them like way back in the day at a friend's house, but I remember the last one I I touched was on the PlayStation 1 or 2 and like some mall and went, wow, this is really bad. Never touched one again. Yeah, I never really got into them at all. It was just I I don't think I've ever even played a Sonic game. Like never even moved him to the right like five pixels. Just like looking at it and seeing it just bounce all over the place and there's like no like I don't even know how the game works. I just have no interest. You never in... you never even played as Sonic and Smash. Okay, well that's did that, you? I think's different. <laughs> did you? I don't think you did. Yeah, I, I played as like all the characters at least once, but I didn't know how to counter not... them as fucking Mario. <laughs> oh yeah, got a got a cape, do the cape whip on all the spins. <laughs> I'm I'm actively getting aggravated just talking about playing you as Mario. You uppie, scarred uppie. me, Kevin. Bring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I also heard there was a lot of like there was so much negative feedback with regards to the way they animated Sonic that they actually decided to redo everything is that is that true does everyone anyone know if that's the case yeah that's that's what they said they apologized (laughs) well the director was like we are going to fix this and you know the big thing that's going on in current industry with like gaming and things like that is crunch everyone's getting so upset about crunch because it really is unfair to the to the creators of like these franchises that towards the end, they're working 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks to accomplish yeah, crunch. Mm-hmm. And now this director just put out this tweet like, oh, we'll fix it. Okay, but they're still going to... Four people. Yeah, they're going to put that movie out at the same time. And people have broken down what it would actually take as a uh, VFX artist to redo this. And they're like, yeah, they're going to have to work 100 hour weeks and just not sleep ever. That's such bullshit. And that's such a typical upper management thing to do like i'm sure kevin will agree and 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 mark just at my job all the time there's some asshole at the top who's like oh yeah we'll get that done by like you know a month from now and it's like well hey hey can you talk to me i actually know what needs to be done you're realistically looking at a minimum of two months real like on top of everything else you expect us to do probably four. Oh no no, no we promised the customer Ah, I don't really give a fuck if you promise the customer. That's on you. Mm-hmm. You said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Why am oh, I obligated man. to make up for your stupid mistake? And it's always a, it's always a discussion of, don't worry, we will get it done. And then they hang up and turn to you and say, okay, so you are going to get it done, right? <laughs> when like, I what? said we... Well, I, heard, I distinctly heard you say we. <laughs> I meant the royal we... I meant me and everybody underneath me, except for me. So <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and hang out on Tinder for the next four weeks. Uh, I'll swipe right as many times as I can. You, you got this. Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure that was a dude, but and I'm pretty sure you should help. Yeah, don't yeah, you distract me. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm. I'm. I thought it was hilarious with how poorly they portrayed him. I oh thought it was God. hilarious. But I am not happy with this, like, basically admittance that they're going to 
force crunch on all of their workers. It's bullshit. But it has given me some beautiful nightmares, so <laughs> I guess that's a positive? Yeah, really, the, the other positive I got out of it is I love Jim Carrey. Okay, but this is like when everyone said, hey, let's go make another um, Anchorman. You know, because a bunch of people who haven't made a funny movie in like 10, 20 years are just waiting for someone to ask them to go make another movie. You know, that's why they haven't been doing anything recently, not because yeah. maybe they don't have any new ideas. Yeah, and it, one of my fears, too, is that it's Sonic, the Sonic movie is going to be so bad, people are going to go see it to see how bad it is. So it's actually going to be a, a it's not going to be a success, but commercially, it'll be a success for the company. So they're going to make another one. <laughs> Become one of those cult classics. Yeah. That could definitely happen. <laughs> Maybe oh, they'll just movie like failed horribly. Let's make another. Maybe they'll just change it to be even uglier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just start adding on like the subtitles of like Sonic does meth. Like just a <laughs> furless head. <laughs> That's why it's so fast. <laughs> Sonic does meth too. <laughs> Speed Demon. <laughs> yeah, does meth. Laced with speed. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's let's talk about something that's not so depressing, like uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Another one. I mean, no, the next kidding. one. We, we don't need to talk about this. There's it, no point. It, it's just another Mortal Kombat it, Yeah, game. it probably looks nice, and I bet it plays nice. Like, I can't... I actually can't wait to see, like, the GIFs or the the clips of uh hitbox porn yeah where like people will duck and like the leg sweeps like just over their head or like you punch and they just happen to like punch through their crotch and doesn't hit the right thing like i like stuff like that <laughs> okay but the actual game <laughs> hey it's like it's like dark souls like when people like emote and they lay down next to like the uh, a boss and the boss like attacks and just goes right over them because the hitbox is actually like finally one-to-one -one accurate so if your character is just laying down, you literally can't be hit. It's hitbox porn. Makes that me is pretty cool. Good. I'll have to look it up later. <laughs> Careful what you search. Because <laughs> there are certain, certain moves and positions that are, you know, hitbox. They're just super spicy. <laughs> if you start seeing, you know, Sandlot or two girls and, yeah. Yeah, what's Good the stuff. best position? So so maybe you leave the porn off the end of that one if you're searching? Is that what I'm hearing, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you need it. Just maybe turn on safe search for once. <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't. I mean, if you're feeling whatever adventurous. you're into, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. It's 2019. I, mean, I can't just Google image search hitbox. Like, I mean, that's true. There's nothing. True. I'm not going to get anything. Hitbox. No, no, no. So <laughs> the only thing I want to say about Mortal Kombat is I really wish that these companies would stop it. Like, can we please stop just making another one of the same thing over and over and over again? They don't even have an excuse this time. It's not like they have a new console generation they're trying to put a game out for or anything like that. It's just, hey, it's been X number of years. We need to put out another Mortal Kombat game. Let's put out another Mortal Kombat game. I mean, to the diehard fans... It's I can see how it's you know the opposite where they're like ah oh, finally another one whereas to but what's the common gamer maybe it would just be like oh yeah I guess this has been long enough they're putting out another one no but look I as much as I can't stand Nintendo games I can almost get there when you guys talk about Zelda 
or Mario or Mar well not Mario Kart but Mario <laughs> I can get that you know there's there's new levels there's you know a new world maybe a new theme at least there's something that is marginally different but for Mortal Kombat I've played a lot of these games I like Mortal Kombat it's a fighting game they're not changing things there's there's no difference the only thing they might do is be like oh this time we put back in the things you can interact with in the in the world it's like there's not there's nothing new i what if they added hats now you're talking (laughs) i i quit the podcast i'm out you guys handle this on your own (laughs) i'm actually not joking Wait, did they actually put hats so, in this one? So, the major upsetting factor that people have with this is there's a lot of cosmetic items. And to get all the cosmetic items for the character that like you like is a super grind. That's well, let so me guess. stupid. Let me guess, Mark. For five easy payments <laughs> of twenty ninety nine, you can get all those items. I, I have no comment about that because I haven't <laughs> dug too deep into it. But the major consensus uh. is it's a good game. But man, if you want that cosmetic, like, dick jockey little outfit, it takes a while. Oh, is that a uh, reference back to Killer is Dead? Maybe. <laughs> Nothing like a suit of gold armor that's just meant to hold up your, <laughs> your ball <junk>. cap. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I I just don't get it. Um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to talk about before we go on to, to Metro? Um, the only other major thing in between the Steam and Epic Game Store um, war going on between right now is the Epic Game Store is having a, a site-wide sale. So yay, it's good for, for gamers, good for marketing, good for... Oh wait, some of the publishers weren't told, and so their game was marked down. <laughs> One of the games was marked down before it actually even released. Damn. So they were a little peeved. And Epic Game Store was like, oh, our bad. I guess we didn't actually get the memo out saying like hey by the way we're gonna put your game on sale i was i think the, the funniest thing about that too because when i was reading about the sale going on and people were just like you know surprised that like you know they were able to mark all this stuff down and there's always like comments and they're like well all the developers agreed to this so you know you can't you can't complain about epic like marking this stuff down and then it turns around and it's like oh no they actually just didn't tell them and they actually didn't agree to it I'm like yep that's just great <laughs> classic <laughs> i'm how how does that work? Like when Steam puts stuff on sale, do they have like an individual conversation with every single one of the developers, or is I, it kind of like a contract that they have where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna put things on sale. Tell us what the minimum that you're gonna let us do is. You know, put a put a tolerance on how much we can sell this." Until one of us becomes a developer, I don't think anybody will really know because I bet that's part of NDA that like any indie mm. or AAA or AA developer has with Steam. All right, so Patreon goal, because we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> we need to try and make a really shitty game just enough that we could get it on Steam, just to find out. Oh, I'm sure Call. we could do it. Put it on at $15 so that Steam isn't like, huh, your shovelware at your dollar game, your Flash game. No, it's, we'll mark it at $15 <laughs> so Steam will be like, hey, you want to mark it down for so-and-so? Be like, yeah, I don't care. We just want to know your terms. Mark's poo-filled adventure. There are some pretty good poo games on Steam. <laughs> There's literally I'm one still... where you're up on a balcony and you try and like squirt poo out onto pedestrians crossing the street. What the? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be real. What's it called? 
bruh, I'm about to I'm about to blow your mind. Wait, is that actually what it's called? No, no, I, I gotta okay. find it. <laughs> I was like, that's a very strange title for a game. So there's games. I mean, just typing in "poop" into Steam, there's a game that's called "There's Poop in My Soup." I see that. There's also one called "Super Poop." All right, big market. All right. There's also "Poopy Philosophy." God, Mark, what what have we done? Ah, uh, these are just wait. Muddy Heights. Search that. <laughs> oh, there's Muddy Heights 2. Yeah. Well, that must mean Muddy Heights 1's good. <laughs> wow. I can't believe they're selling this for $3. <laughs> oh, and there's a video. Fantastic. You're playing as a piece of poop. I think maybe it's the first one. There's definitely a game where you, you're up on a balcony and you like shit out to like cause traffic jams and things like that. Well, it's related to Overcooked 2, so at least I know what level we're on. Wow. Nothing, Kevin? Fuck you. What? <laughs> anyway. This looks like a high-quality <laughs> game that could do with some reskinning. Maybe they need a Redux version. Hey, Eric, that's a good point. You know what else has Redux in its name? <laughs> Metro 2033. Let's that talk about great. that. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> totally wasn't going for that at all. <laughs> Really wanted to talk about Muddy Heights more, but had to, had to follow that trail where it led. Uh. <laughs> Muddy trail. If we go to the store page just to see what you know, Steam has to say about Metro Twenty Thirty Three Redux, because Metro Twenty Thirty Three does not exist anymore on Steam. You can only get the Redux at an elevated price compared to just regular Metro Twenty Thirty Three. So. In 2013, the world was devastated by an apocalyptic event, annihilating almost all mankind and turning the Earth's surface into a poisonous wasteland. A handful of survivors took refuge in the depths of the Moscow underground, and human civilization entered a new dark age. The year is 2033. Dum, dum, dum. See, I feel like I should have read that before I started, because it doesn't even tell you, like, because I don't think, like, what year the thing happened in or, like, any of that. It's just, like... Yeah, it's a wasteland and we're underground. And I was just like, all right, cool. I guess something happened at some point. Yeah, they don't, I mean, they allude at it, but they don't flat out say, like, yeah, the world got nuked, so we're here. Or if they did, it wasn't, you know, the catch to the game. It was just a, hey, the world is no longer survivable, so now we're in, we're in the metros. Also, there's, like, freaking demons I mean, think fly, it's... flying around everywhere, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and I actually do like how they aren't mentioned as mutants. They give them proper names. So it could be, like, you don't even actually have to know that it's nuclear. I mean... But anyway, so Kevin, what do you... <laughs> Kevin, what do you, what do you think of, um, you know, after reading this description, how does that tie into the game? Um, how's that tie into the game? Let's see, well... I mean, I think it pretty aptly describes it. Um, if, I, if I had to give, give like, a, a description of the game, I'd say it's, like, a combination of Half-Life mixed with Fallout, but then just a lot more confusing and also not as good. Ooh. Would be my... <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hey, Whoa. Wait, here which we, Half-Life? Here we go. Here we go. Which, which Half-Life? I mean, they're all, like, any of them, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting because it has, like, the... I feel like... Overall, it doesn't really know what it what it really wants to do. It keeps having like these elements from other games, but then it like doesn't follow through with them. So I just kept getting confused, like what like you know what, what is like the structure of this game? And they just kept having all this stuff that 
they don't tell you about. And so I just, I ended up pretty confused. But that, that was my like initial, that was my initial overview. So your initial impression is like you kind of get the understanding of it, but you're really confused by what's being thrown at you. Yeah, they just had like a bunch of, and we'll get into it, but yeah, there's just a bunch of like different things that it doesn't, it doesn't tell you. And yeah, so going straight into it, it doesn't, it doesn't tell, tell you crap. So I started the game and they had the, the intro thing, then they had the level where you're supposed to die. And I was like, okay, I, I get that. And then they, I think they, they kick you back to like the little hub world area. Um, and you're walking around, and they're like, bullets are currency. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the, the freaking icons for that thing looked exactly the same. And so I think I kept spending like all of my money when I, I was trying to, I was trying to access like the, the bad stuff and convert it or like when I was trying to shoot it, like I didn't figure out how to switch ammo types until like I was almost done the game and I had to look it up and I was like, wait, I can shoot the money. I was like, have I been shooting the money the whole time? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you turn this on or off, but usually like there's little hints that pop up and they say, Hey, you can literally shoot your money. They're better bullets, they do a lot more damage, they have higher stopping power, but you are literally shooting your money. It's the pre-war money, or pre-war bullets. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like, because I know they'll, like, they'll pop up the helpful hints from time to time, and I forget if I just like if I just forgot about it, because there's so many other like mechanics in this game. But there, there was a point when I was I had paused the game and it had a little, little helpful instruction, a little tip there, and it said something about like, how to use my med kits. I'm like, that's how you use the med kits? Oh my God. So, the, so I just kept like pausing and unpausing the game over and over again. I just kept reading every single tip because I'm like, this is where the freaking info is. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. So, okay, so I guess was, that's one thing I got, you would Im uh, improve on the game is actually have like, as much as I hate those tutorials of like, oh, here's how you crouch and you literally have to crouch in order to get under something. Would that have been uh beneficial in the very beginning to like have you take damage you're like oh hit q to heal yeah it's it's interesting because I, I get where the game is coming from they're trying to do the the completely hands-off like just drop you into this world and it's first person and it's like you know you're not going to have you know a tutorial level in real life like they're trying to do that they the do have a tutorial um, like right at the beginning they make you crouch and jump and i think that's it though <laughs> it's not they're like and now shoot your money <laughs> and now don't shoot your money good <laughs> yeah yeah like i don't you know games i don't really need them to be that hand holding all the time i don't know there's something about the game where it just didn't really want to give you that much help and instructions like uh, one thing i noticed too was like the uh the objectives and like where to go like i keep getting lost like all the time and you know they tell you the objective like the guy you're with would be like oh you got to go over there and get the thing and then go do that and then get to this other thing and then go do that and then he just shuts up and mm -hmm. If you miss that, you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And you look at your little board thing and it's like, do the thing. And you're like, "What?" he just gave me all these instructions and then and you can't go talk to him again. Mm -hmm. Like that happened at one point where I was, uh, I had to go look it up online. And then there was another forum post where the guy's like, I missed what he said. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> he won't talk to me anymore. So we'll, we'll get into that for like, you know, the tackle things for like how the, the interfaces and everything is for how you do quests and everything. But in terms right. of for the for the gameplay, how would you describe like this game type for like what actually is this game? Yeah, it's it's interesting. So you have you have your typical. It's broken into like chapters with these like sub levels in them. And so usually you start off, you go through this thing, and you hit you know this loading this loading point. And it's kind of like Half Life, where you're just running around 
this environment and it doesn't really tell you anything. You know, it's all first person. There's lots of there's shooting. Sometimes there's button pushing. And then eventually you'll get to this. Yeah, it's very riveting. And then eventually you'll get to this hub world where there's no combat. And you just go around, talk to people and listen to conversations and do your trading and your shops and stuff. And then kind of just kicks off off the next level. And you go out and you set up, you go on to the next thing. Yeah, so I got a quick question for you. You keep mentioning a hub world. Okay. You do understand that's not the same place, right? Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, not a hub okay. world. I guess like safe zones or little okay, safe just, towns. Just, yeah, well, yeah. yeah there's just sure. towns <laughs> in the metro that have been safeguarded from all the creatures that are out there. Um, just making sure, because that would be a very weird interpretation of the game if Kevin thought he was just like <laughs> staying in the same place and going to like different locations around it. So, like, just going to different. It's <laughs> like, wow, the hub world really changed. Now there's Nazis here. Wow, the game world really changed. Now everybody's dead. <laughs> I mean, to right. be fair, almost everything looks the freaking same. So yeah, I mean, it's so... it's reasonable that I might not have known that. <laughs> yeah, you're trapped in a sewer level from every other game. What did you expect? Yeah, I mean, there are some nice, nice metros in Moscow. It's true. So I'm I'm actually a little miffed that you didn't see the grand, uh, beautiful metro that you see when you go to like real world Moscow. Yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity to show like the degradation, the destruction, how everything went. Well, they had towards the end they had one cool level when, when you finally get to the place that you're trying to get to and they're like you're rolling in and it's like, "Whoa, it's this giant metro and it's like, you know, the huge vaulted ceilings and glass mm-hmm. and everything." And then you just get carted into a room and then you never see it again. I'm like, "What the crap?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I wanted to go walk around and go like check everything out. Yeah. So yeah. This isn't this isn't an an open world game. It is actually very linear. The whole point of uh, traversing this game is go from point A to point B, like a metro. Yeah, which, um, is, it which is, is cool. Yeah, and... there are many methods of going around. It's like you can play this entire game, you know, loud and killing everyone, or you can go silent and sneakily get people, or you can do a complete pacifist run. Yeah, no, I just killed everything. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that would have been such a waste of time. Well, all right. You can do pacifist against humans. Because another element in this game is not only a shooter, you know, killing people, bandits, looters, Nazis, (laughs) the fascists and everything. (laughs) There are, are, you know, I would call them mutants. They were calling them demons, nosaluses. Um, like these rat things, but they're they're essentially mutants. Um, yep. And that kind of deals into the, the game type. It's a it's a shooter with some horror aspects. There's some jump scares or you know things will pop up out of nowhere and try and eat you or kill you. So let's let's so go along with that. Let's talk about like the level design, how it's kind of from point A to point B, and much of the game is in the metro. Um, but there are periods where you're not in the metro. What do you think of those? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I really liked the, how the levels were laid out. You know, the, the Metro ones were, you know, definitely freaking claustrophobic as hell. But, you know, there was good representation of the Metro. And then, yeah, then they'll have areas in the surface world when you're outside and you get to run around. It's still really linear. Um, but it, it was very cool how it's not, um, the way forward was not always too obvious. It was like you kind of had to figure out where to go. You did have a little compass that tells you where to go. Thank God, which I didn't figure that out until like halfway through the game. <laughs> After I go up to like every door, I'm just like punching all the doors, and then, then later on there was uh this one door that was like broken, 
but it doesn't tell you that you can like break doors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had to go look it up. And I was like, oh, just, so are you just talking punch, about the library? The yeah, there's like just punch the door. I'm like, thanks, thanks for telling me I could do that. So I guess yes, I feel the like library. the library is one of the main departures for uh, kind of the level design because there's a lot of backtracking in it because you have to traverse this the grand library in Moscow or whatever wherever it is but it's in it's it's in a lot of degradation and it's really destroyed and dilapidated so sometimes you have to go forward to go back and everything like that did you manage to get through that without looking it up I did actually oh um, good for I, you you I, made a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> i freaking hated that level oh you didn't like and, meeting the librarians people most yeah. people think of like sexy librarians were they sexy uh, no <laughs> no, <laughs> <more than that. laughs> not, not at all yeah when, when we first got in there they're just like ooh the librarians and i was just like i don't know what that means and then the guy like he said some dialogue about like something about killing them and i didn't get it and then he's like all right go and i'm like wait what what the hell what the hell are these things and then you, yeah, you're forced to fight one of them, and it, I was basically just running around a pole, like this one pillar, just shooting him like 50 freaking times, and then it finally died, and I was like, yeah, they okay, are cool, that's just the one guy. And then you walk into a room, there's like two of them, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> So, for people that haven't played the game or aren't familiar with it, this enemy is a bullet sponge. Yeah, it's, it's it, absurd. It so, will eat all of your ammo for your guns, and this game is built around the premise of, especially when you play it on harder and harder difficulties, ammo is really rare. So the more you use, the less you have for more difficult enemies. And the library level is kind of one of those turning points where you either get through it or you don't, because you run out of ammo. Yes, yeah, I, I always thought of this part of the game as, hey, we know you've been hoarding ammo, we're taking that ammo from you. Yes, exactly. Stop or you could think ammo. of it as a reward. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling pretty good about myself. You know, like you hoarded your ammo, yeah, now for... you have to use it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this at a point where you realized you could shoot your money, Kevin? I, see, the weird thing is, I don't even think I ever shot my money until like the last last level when I was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure I'm not coming back from this, so I'm just gonna load this." Up. And then I don't even think I got to yeah. use it. Yeah. Um, and also going along with like your ammo and everything what'd you think of the guns the guns were pretty cool um i liked the uh the variety in shotguns was interesting because there was just like three or four different types there was like auto shotguns and like these other pump shotguns and stuff um i didn't even like you don't even get that much money so i think i only bought like two guns ever and like luckily you do get some from characters throughout the game but i had like the silenced revolver which was cool i did buy the sniper rifle because i had heard before there was like ooh, the sniper rifle is like the coolest thing ever because it's a it's a pump sniper rifle you like pump up this air pressure and you shoot these like bbs or something mm-hmm. and so i was like you know it'd be a shame if i if i played this whole game and never used the sniper rifle so i bought it with like all of my money <laughs> i was like whatever and then the next level was a stealth one so i was like i'm just gonna go kill everyone with this thing and it actually worked and i was actually pretty happy about that yeah nice with this being like uh you know in the future where everything is destroyed ammo weapons are in limited supply so they started making their own weapons and one of them is this it's a, a tihar or tahar whatever it is it's a pneumatic sniper rifle that shoots ball bearings and you can actually when you shoot it it loses air pressure and you have to pump it up you can actually over pump it to do extra damage as well yeah it was a pretty cool concept and i liked how they designed the guns too like they're all really scrappy like 
they're like taped together or their stocks are made out of just like random pieces of metal and stuff and mm-hmm. it was it was very cool it's very cool one thing that so one thing that annoyed me was that with the vendors there's no like descriptions or anything you just look at a gun and, and i was so like if you listen they will say oh this is a great option that either it either meets the same specs as your gun or it's better than your gun if they say oh i mean your gun is better but uh, that don't mind me <laughs> yeah <laughs> That yeah, means you're about to sell a better gun for a worse gun. Yeah, I, I did finally figure that out because I I was like just flipping through him like so fast that he was saying things on the wrong guns, and then I just mm-hmm. stopped and I was like, wait a minute, he said something about it being the same gun, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, yeah, don't, why would you do this? It's the same thing, and I'm like, oh, I see. And then he said like, oh, this gun's a lot better. I'm like, I'm just gonna trust you and just buy this one. Yeah, <laughs> and the game will actually punish you for not paying attention because you can trade your gun for the identical gun. And it would cost you money. Yeah. So, like, that that was something that I thought was really cool. It was, like, very much attention to detail. They're not just, like, here's a, a gooey element with, like, all the stats and, like, hit points and crap. Yeah. They're just, like, it's a gun. The guy is saying it's better. There you um, go. So this this game is also very much, you know, catered towards those that have are going to play through it multiple times. Um, yeah, screw that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's parts in the game where you can, it's like you have silenced weapons, they're not the greatest, and then you'll get like a badass auto shotgun. So you'll be like, fuck yeah, I want the badass auto shotgun. The next level is a stealth level. <laughs> so you don't want the loud blasting gun. You can still get through it, but they actually threw those merchants in at key points with these weapons to fuck with the first time you're playing through. Huh. So you could actually, <laughs> so if you notice, like when. There's a part in the game where you're given a free gun when you meet the uh, the guy that makes the guns. You can either mm-hmm. get that auto shotgun or the Volt Driver. Did you ever try uh, the Volt Driver? No. It's actually the best gun in the game. God. But it doesn't let you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I tried. Is it, wait. Is it the one that shoots electricity? It's it's a rail gun. Mm. And it's off. It's built off the same premise as the uh, pneumatic gun. Um, and for all these guns, and especially your flashlight... Let's talk about the controls for the game, because unlike most games where your flashlight lasts forever, you actually have to actively charge your flashlight. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool. And it made a lot of sense. You know, you have this mechanical device that you kind of just pump in, recharge the battery. So, yeah, there was a time, I think, I started first playing the game, and they explained that mechanic, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I took a break for a week, and I went back, and I'm just like, God damn, this game is so dim. Like, I can't see crap mm-hmm. with this flashlight, because mm-hmm. it's just this low little dingy light. And then I think I was like, I was like, there's some way to recharge it. I forget how to do it. And then I finally figured it out. I was like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty cool. Before we go any further, I wanted to ask this earlier. Is there a reason that you wouldn't just go in the options menu and read through the controls, Kevin? It seems to be a consistent problem. Because, like, half of what you've been bitching about could have been solved by, I don't know how to do this, let's see if it's in the, the game controls. So, I, so that's how I figured out most of it. But you said you were pausing the game earlier to watch the hints come up. Yeah, because that told you other stuff, too. Like, yeah, I know T is for watch, but I don't know what the watch is telling me. Did you ever figure out what the watch is telling you? I, I assume the filter levels on your gas mask yeah correct oh yeah let me talk about the gas mask yeah. those things are so goddamn confusing <laughs> i'm like it, it just kept there was a number on the left side to be like gas mask 20 and i'm like what the hell does this mean do i have 20 gas masks i have 20 filters and then i'd be like okay i'm good i got 20 filters and i would change it out like three times and it's just like 
you don't have any more filters. You're going to die. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, is, what is the 20 mean? So I was hoping you would you would not figure that out and be super frustrated by it because it's actually a time. The number of gas, the number of filters you pick up is arbitrary. It's the amount of time that you have. So the, the number is the time? Yes. So that's the whole purpose of the watch is to look at how much time you have on the filter or how many how much time you have with what filters you have. So how do I know how many filters I have? I honestly I don't know. I don't think it tells you. That's I don't think like, it tells you. The... You can yeah. Um and also as you, that filter is running out, you may still have time with your filters, but that filter can expire and your mask will start fogging up or your mask can take too much damage and blocks your screen. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. The whole gas or gas mask management was was pretty interesting because then there was at one point when he's like I think it was it was another tip that came up and it was like make sure you take your mask off so it doesn't get broken like as it's like shattered across my face and I was like oh, I guess I I guess I didn't have to wear it for this entire level yeah there's, like, oh, there's yeah. that was a that was something I actually really liked with the the user interface was you had to almost experiment like in real life be like oh is this air clean to breathe so you have to take off your mask if nothing happens oh you're kosher. If you take it off, you're like, oh, you better put that shit back on. Yeah, I found My myself. are melting. Yeah, um, towards the end, I found myself. I'd like look at the NPCs and I'd be like, are you guys have your mask on? Okay, they're they're off. I'll, I'll take them. Yeah, that's that's one way to go about it. But it's like, but when you're on your own, you don't know unless you just try. It's like yeah, even, I, mo- yeah. most of the time when you're indoors, you're safe, with the exception being like the library or when you're in when you first get into like the the silo and things like that you don't know until you try and so for people that play this for the first time they will play through most of the game struggling to get filters because they never take off their mask Mm. yeah i had i had figured that part out after a bit still didn't understand and then you can like so you can replace your mask and i was like is this replacing the time on my filter like why can i pick this up what does this number mean like there was one point where you were outside again, and there was like a half stealth section. I think you were infiltrating like the Nazi base or something, and uh, it was like all outside, and so you had to keep rushing. And I think I was like, oh, twenty. I I got plenty of filters, and I just like was taking my time exploring. I was like, oh, filter here, filter there. Let me just keep swapping them out. And then I kept pressing the button. It was like wasn't doing anything. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yep. I looked at my watch, and it was like like zero. My guy's just dying, and then I, I just started running outside, and then uh. Every time so it, like, I would die just in the middle of nowhere, I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, this game doesn't hold your hand in that, oh, let me just hit you know, the G button to swap out my filter. The game will be like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. And you swap it out and you throw that filter away. You still had plenty of time on that filter. <laughs> and so you can just take off five minutes by just arbitrarily tapping that button to well, swap right, out Well, right, but filters. it never distinctly tells you that you're throwing it away, you know? Like if I was in a nuclear wasteland, I'd be keeping all my filters for the time when my filters are really, really, really not working. You know. Yeah. At that point, like you're they're really not working, so like your third arm pops out of your chest, swaps right. it out, pops in a new one, and you carry right, on your own way. Mushroom filter off the side of your head, and then you're good. <laughs> so, what'd you think of how the game? looked kevin what was with like the atmosphere the graphics um and kind of just combines the whole experience for this 
dingy underground and above ground experience. Was there enough brown for you? Was there enough what? Brown. Brown. <laughs> it was more like more like gray, you know. Gray brown. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that atmosphere was was really freaking good. So the graphics, so I didn't have the Redux version, so everything looked like somewhere between Half Life One and Two. So which was kind of comical <laughs> at times, but then I was actually really happy about that because then I watched the videos for the Redux and I'm like, that looks freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. I would n- not want to be going up against the monsters. I'm okay with the monster looking like some stupid Muppet thing. I don't need it to be like super HD realistic in the dark. I was like, screw that. So I was actually kind of happy that it didn't look that great. Faintly see the glimmer of the blood on its chest as it walks up to you in the dark. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't need to see that. Yeah, its yeah. eyes are currently dripping blood. Too much detail. And there's there's a lot less foliage and other things to hide characters too. So you can all you can usually get a better line of sight in the older game, whereas in Redux, there's a lot more just stuff. They added more uh, cosmetic things to the surroundings and to the um, to just uh, okay. how the game looks. So like you could be looking for an enemy, not see anything, and it pops out through the bush because you just couldn't <laughs> see it. Oh, screw that! So it actually makes the game a little <laughs> harder too. Yeah, I was. I mean, thinking about the game is just like. This is clearly just this game with these limits because I'm looking at and the graphics look like garbage. That was the only thing like keeping me going through it. If it was super realistic, I don't know if I could have finished it. Like I was, I was getting freaked out going through. Like the atmosphere was really good, and uh, yeah, I freaking hated the stealth parts. Mm-hmm. So like the the first one when they first introduced the stealth, you're like infiltrating some bandit base like in the second level or something, and you're walking around. And again, they don't tell you about anything either. They're just like just be quiet. And there's like, so I'm, I'm like creeping around and then I, I crunched on the glass, which I didn't know was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, who's that? I'm like, oh my God. I like ran behind some boxes. <laughs> and this guy came, I'm like, oh, I have throwing knives. Yeah, I'll use that. Just, just killed this guy. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they're like, someone walked around and found his body and they're just like, oh my God, somebody's here. Huh? And they're all freaking out. And I like, I had my knife like ready to throw and I was just like, I sat there for a few minutes and just waited for them to settle down. And I like, put my head like slowly above the box and I had my nitro and then I just got shot because I guess they, they'd never calmed down and like pff, my mouse just hit the ceiling I like threw the knife at the ceiling and it just <laughs> I just panic clicked it by accident and then uh, nice. I eventually died there um, yeah for most of the stealth sections though with those people like it was cool because they there was no like clear like radius that they were they just see you like in most games where they have like a flashlight clearly marked on the ground. Like if you stand here, you're done. It took me so long to figure out that the uh, the watch, the, the red, green, and uh, yellow things were actually the indicators for your visibility. Yep. Yep. I figured that out like the last stealth section. Because <laughs> um. especially once you play the, gr- the through the game at least once, then you start really utilizing the knives a lot because you get them back. Yeah, I also yeah. figured that out right at the end too. I was like, Aww. wait a minute. I get the knife back. I'm like, man, I could have been just killing yes. all these people. The handheld knife is not a one-hit kill, but the throwing knife, except against the librarians and the uh, demons, is a one-hit kill if you don't hit their armor. Oh, okay. So if you throw a, a knife at somebody's head, it'll actually bounce off. Yeah, you gotta get them in the throat or throw it into their butt. The butt's the easiest. It's never armored. It's <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> 
That's funny. And when they die, oh. even though they make a verbal sound like, Ugh, they do not actually alert anybody. Whereas if you use a silenced weapon and you shoot them in the head, when they go, Ugh, you can actually alert people. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, too. Because I was, I was really confused about that. My first stealth encounter, I think I, I just took out the knife and I went up and started just punching him in the head with it. And he went down really quick, and I was like, yeah, stealth kill. And then I just came up and just died. <laughs> I was like, what, what the crap? And then I would take out, like, ha, ah, I got my silenced revolver now, and I would just kill him. And then people would come anyway, and I'm just like, what is the point of this? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin walks into a room, holds a guy on the ground, and stabs him to death while screaming. He's like, okay, stealth kill. Cool. <laughs> it was oh my god he's killing me (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) it it was kind of cool how like the ai at least seemed to be a lot more intelligent with the stealth where like in in most games like as soon as someone's back is turned you just freaking blow this guy away and like nobody cares and then they walk past his body and they're just like whatever this is my route but yeah they were like like if anyone was in the vicinity or like if they were like talking together or like you kill them when they just turn around, like they would still be like, Oh my God, what the hell? That's that's something I really appreciated about this game with the AI, mm-hmm. even though it was older and it was like, they, they, there were some buggy things where they would snap to you, even though you're like pretty well hidden. They weren't dumb and be like, Oh my God, there's a body be alerted and be like, nah, it's fine. And just go back to nothing. Right. They would consciously yeah. hunt you down because you did something. Right, or you'd like have an instance where you throw a knife, hit someone, they die, and they fall the wrong way and hit a exactly. trap, and everyone would go, "Why did that bell just ring?" Like, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, you can fuck actually you trigger physics. alarms and trigger. There's like hanging cans that would jingle mm-hmm. if they rub against it when you kill them. Uh, things like that, I really appreciated because like they may be alone, but if you throw a knife or kill them, they could fall through something. And there's somebody on the other side. Yeah, I thought the stealth was like, I mean, it's an older game, but it's still like one of the, it probably beats a lot of modern games too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, the, they had all the mechanics and stuff. It was, it was very cool. Um, it was something that, it was very tense. And so I chose to mainly just kill everyone with my guns. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to ask, did you, did you ever give up on the stealth sections and just go full Rambo? <laughs> the, so there was like, there's a few like, there's only like a handful of like actual stealth sessions with the humans. And so the first one, like they discovered me. So I just killed everyone, almost died. I think I died a few times. Then one of them, I actually stealth successfully. The one, I think you infiltrate the Nazi base um, or it was like the communist people. Yeah. That one, when your guy get, when your friend gets kidnapped, I was just like, nope, too many people. And I just started throwing grenades everywhere, <laughs> just gunning people <laughs> down. It took me like, I think I used all of my health packs because the people would just, the, the thing was like they would go hide. Like that was the scariest part was there was no like clearly like everything's fine now. You killed all the enemies. Mm-hmm. It was just like you killed all the people you saw and then a guy like pops out on a box and just shoots you in the face. So like even just going guns out was like still pretty pretty terrifying. Um, and then I think one later on when you're like in the large Nazi base and there's like the bridges and the railway cars and stuff and you're trying to escape. That one I stealth. Everything else, I just went in to try to kill everyone. It's <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with this. How did you stealth that one? I'm curious. That one, if it was the one with like the two large bridges. Correct. And stuff. Yeah, I managed to just sneak down around on like the underside. Yep. And then he just dropped to the ground, which I, <laughs> I think there was a guy standing there and I was like, oh, sweet. I just got the silenced weapon. And so I shot him in the head. 
and everybody got alerted, but I managed to jump down quick enough that they couldn't find me. And so they just kept like <laughs> looking where I used to be, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool too. And then I walked all the way under the bridge, all the way to the end, and I, I got blown up by a tripwire bomb, and I was like, yep. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it adds, I mean, the game encourages sneaking, but it has counters for it. If you go gun blazing on the main areas, you won't get randomly destroyed or shot by a trap. But if you try and be sneaky, the game also scales it so that it's difficult just to sneak as well. Yeah. Another question about the, the stealth missions. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was the communist base, but there's one that's you come in on a rail car and then it has a rail car on the upper level and then there's a lower level with a bunch of people. I think you just have to get along the rail car line to the other side and that's where you're supposed to go. Um, but there's like a lot of verticality to that mission. Does anyone remember that one? Hmm. If you describe it some more about what you eventually lead up to or where you came from, I would know where. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Brian's like, it was in a tunnel. It was in a tunnel. And um, everything guys. was kind of dark. <laughs> kind of dark. Uh, there were, people there were speaking in Russian. Was it, were, were there <laughs> other uh, side characters or NPCs with you? I don't think so. I think someone had just maybe they someone went out in front of you and got captured that was on the rail car with were you. Were they humans? Kind of. Yeah, they were humans. Hmm. Were they Nazis? No, I don't. Yeah, remember. it wasn't really clear the difference between the Nazis and anyone else. I just think that most of the enemies that you wind up fighting that were humans were Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the case, but I think you can't really tell because they're all speaking with a Russian accent and they don't like go around. <laughs> saying things that would particularly lead you to believe they're communist versus fascist. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, the reason I was going to ask about that is that the first few times I played this game, I always did it the same way where I would go down under, like, below where the rail line was and stealth kill everyone and then climb back up and continue on my way. But this time I noticed there were rafters and I tried to get up there and, like, sneak along, like, basically the ceiling to get over to where I was and the number of times that I fell because the jumping mechanics are so weird in this game was comical because you wouldn't always die you'd hit the ground make a loud noise and everyone would go what and then just boom kill you <laughs> it was I was I was wondering if anyone else had, had tried that but apparently I don't remember enough to be able to tell you what the fuck was going on yeah there was a lot of platforming in this game especially if you dodge or do things sneaky mm-hmm that was another thing that I was going to bring up, too, because, like, most of it was okay, but, like, I, I died a few times just from, like, jumping, and then, like, you clip this, like, corner of a beam that's, like, sticking a pixel out in your path or something. And, and like, you stop. <laughs> yeah, and you just, like, you guys just, like, just, like, falls, like, two feet in front of you, and I'm like, what? You had all this momentum, like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the, the last part where you're trying to, like, platform it, and there's just, like, you know, going up a tower and there's just all these beams and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it was one thing, at least with Half-Life with the Source engine, like the, the, the jumping around the object detection was really good. And I was, I was trying to do it with the crouch jumping and like it wasn't working. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Because there were like times I would like, be like, oh, this is, I can clearly get on top of these boxes and jump up there. And the game's like, no, no, you can't. You're not going to, you're not going to do that. I'm like, all right, game, you're being weird about these physics. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, you know, going back to kind of the atmosphere with like a lot, of, a lot of what you fight with like uh, uh, in the game is human. But what about any other characters or any other you know NPCs? Did anything stand out or 
did you love or hate anything in particular? Well, the NPCs were very cool. Um, I was actually really happy at the beginning when you're, I think, with the first guy and you're getting attacked and he's actually killing things. I was like, whoa, they're, they're actually helping you and they're doing stuff. Like, I, I was playing it on normal, so I'm sure in the hardcore modes it's probably a lot more insane, but he was actually like, killing the monsters and I didn't actually have to do that much. And I was like, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> or like when you're with a, a squad and they're all like actually managing to defend themselves pretty well. I'm like, this is actually, it's not supposed to be in games where you're like, you know, they're escorting you, you're not escorting them. So I, I thought it was cool. And then when they went away, I was, it was freaking terrifying. First, because then I didn't know where the hell to go. So that was confusing. But then I'm just like, oh, here comes the moments with all the jump scares and all sorts of crazy stuff. So I was really like, whenever I get to find like a person, I'd just be like, oh, thank God. Thank God someone's here. <laughs> I don't have to do this alone anymore. <laughs> and I think that was the whole point. They were trying to yeah. really give you that claustrophobic you know, feeling of being alone in the tunnel. Did you ever uh, notice one of the stealth sections where it would transition from stealth against humans to fighting creatures and not tell you? Um, Like they would just start attacking or something? There were a couple of times where you'd hit the end of a stealth area and you weren't, you'd hit like what would be a transition from like area one to area two and you weren't quite sure what was going on and then you'd get in the next area and be like, I don't see anyone and then some creature would come out and be like, oh shit, this isn't stealth anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had like its clear boundaries there. Uh, it was kind of weird. So for me, the most aggravating character were those little like, not the full-size Nuzaluses, but the little rat ones that just come out of the holes. Holes? Oh, screw that. Oh my god, because you'd be <laughs> running and like be checking all the holes, be like, alright, there's nothing around me. You turn around, you get hit, you turn, and then you turn back around, and there's four of them. And they could actually, they were what would kill me the most. Because once there's four of them, they could kill you. Yeah, that that was actually funny, because when, before the enemy was even introduced, I like walked up to the area where they were like, you know, you find the base and it's just destroyed with those things. And I was like, ooh, look, a hole I can go down. I just went down and just died. The game's just like, <laughs> you died from being in a hole. I'm like, what? How do you want me to explore? What is this crap? <laughs> and then I saw like, that's where they were coming from. I'm like, oh yeah, I just went into the spawn pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, that, I hated that level. I just running around, they're just popping up behind you. And it was actually great when you get the little, you meet this little kid and he's like, there's one, there's one. He's calling him out. I was like, that was actually really helpful. <laughs> You're not as strong as my uncle though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was the most annoying character for me. Especially oh, yeah, like yeah. when I would kill them all, I'd be like, "Oh, you got them all!" I'm like, "Yeah, I know." You could have pointed them out before I took damage. <laughs> Shit, I will throw you at them. Yeah. <laughs> and also, because you're carrying this kid, you couldn't move as fast. You couldn't sprint. You like were like labored, and you actually would turn slower. The game changed how the the controls would feel. You would turn slower. Yeah. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as snappy. Like, you'd move to the right, you'd stop moving your mouse or controller, but your guy would still have, like, a little bit of drift. Yeah, it was really weird. I liked it, though. But it was just it was just challenging. And not because the game was hard, it's because the game challenged you with the controls. Because um, that's, that's one thing I loved about this game, is it challenged you in different ways without you really being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what did you think of the amoebas? Those blorbish things that would just explode and Man, fuck you up those, I, I hated those things <laughs> <laughs> like these little blobs just go along the floor and they just blow up if you don't shoot them enough but then 
I was like, okay, I, you know, I see where they're going. And then you go to this hallway, and they're just covered in those little spawning things that just spawn them nonstop. And the guy you got, the guy you're with, is just like, all right, we're just gonna walk really, really slow. And he like, literally walks. I'm like, let's freaking run! What are you talking about? And I like, <laughs> I like ran all the way to the end, and then he's just getting destroyed by them. And then they're all just coming for me, and I'm like, I think I died like three or four times trying to get through that freaking thing, because on level before. I was like, oh, the CPU guys can handle themselves. And then one of them died and the level was over. Yep. And it's like, you let the guy die. I'm like, but these guys are like tanks. Like, I've seen them just take such beatings. And then now he dies. So then I was trying to protect him with these blobs. And he's just walking through, just getting completely destroyed. I'm like, <laughs> also, oh, with, as, with the game, as you go up in difficulty, they have less health. So it becomes even what? harder. So the enemies have more health, oh, they have less please. ammo, and the NPCs have less health. I thought you said the blobs had less health. I was like, no, how does that the enemies have sense? more health, too. Yeah, see, I don't even know how you're supposed to deal with, like, the librarian enemies at that point. Knives. You so can kill them with knives. Five throwing knives, kill librarian. Don't miss. Yeah, don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> or use the Volt Driver at full power, because it's actually the strongest gun in the game. Except for demons and uh, the librarians. It kills everything one shot. Just yeah, for that reference. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just was when I played again. Yeah, yeah, that was like I never got that gun. Is it? Does it like shoot like blue, like electric type stuff? It is loud, so it's not silent like the Tahar, but it doesn't. Sh it doesn't shoot the bolts. Um, it looks like a rail gun, and it shoots the same ammo as the Tahar. It shoots ball bearings, which ball oh, okay. bearings are also the cheapest thing to exchange. You get eight ball bearings for every military bullet. Yeah, Damn, so it's actually on the, the most efficient way to get through the game. Yeah, because yeah, on the on the last level, this guy was shooting this gun, and I was just like, "What the hell is that gun?" Yep, we, like, yeah, that, that when he's shooting the amoebas. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that was a uh, would have been nice to know. Would would have been a lot of things would have been nice to know with this game, like the amoeba <laughs> spawners. Did you know that you could shoot them and destroy them? No, <laughs> I think well, so. I I was getting like kind of smarter about the UI and stuff, and I was like, "Ooh." It, it, you know, lights up red if you hover over something that you can kill. So I hovered over it and it wasn't red. And I was like, oh, I guess I can't kill these things. I'm not going to waste my ammo. <laughs> yep, you can shoot them. <laughs> See, it was like, ah, someone's going to do this. We're not going to color these ones red. Yeah, but it's not a, you shoot it once and it gets destroyed. It actually takes a couple shots. So like, if a stray yeah. bullet hits it, it doesn't go away. I mean, at that point, there were so many of them. Yeah. I think it would have just been fine to go the regular way. Yeah. Um, so kind of go along how we started with like the description of the game, the atmosphere. What was the point of this game? To save the world. Um, with nukes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about what about the dark yeah. ones? Yeah, so this was something that like I think as I was nearing the end of the game, I was like, why am I even like what am I doing right now? Because you're trying to get to like the the first like chunk of the game is like you're just trying to get to the station to go, I guess, save your own village or something like mm -hmm. halfway through there i just forgot why we were trying to go there i'm like something important i'm trying to do deliver some message i don't know what it is and there were times like when because the only story you get is like when the chapter loading screen comes up and he he does a little monologue and then sometimes i would like press enter and i would miss it i'm like well there goes that i don't know what the hell's going Oops. on now <laughs> that was another random or it was another weird identity type thing where it's like He's a silent protagonist, but he's got this monologue 
going on. And I, I would have much preferred it if he talked during the game because it just made it so weird how you'd interact with some of the characters and they were like, oh, Artron, t- tell me about that. And they just stare at you. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Or they're like, oh, you're not going to tell me? Okay, cool. And then you go into a room and then it like fades to black and then you come out and they're like, Wow, that was really informative, Artron. I'm like, he already has a voice. Artyom, you're so funny. <laughs> I'm like, he already has a voice like that you hear. It's not like, it's not like with Half Life where like you put yourself on the character. I'm like, just go all out. Just, just make him like talk to people. It, so they call him Artyom, <laughs> but he's just a shy Ronnie. Shy Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Speak it up. was so weird. Shy Ronnie. <laughs> Move your mouth away from the microphone. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they... I'm gonna have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, they they just kept coming, having to come up with different reasons for him to like not be speaking, and I'm like, why would you not just just give him? Yeah, give I have an honest voice? answer for that. I'm pretty sure it's because the guy that they got to do his voice is just a shitty voice actor. Like that's the only bonus for moving from yeah. from the original yeah. one to the to the Redux is that the voice actor for RTM is actually like reasonable. It actually, sounds like he cares or is depressed or has emotions. Just something. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the story that's given on the loading screens is very macabre. It's just like, I got to the station and discovered yep. I was too late. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Right, and it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like he's depressed. It just sounds like he's like been turned into a robot by the metro. He is now the subway car. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think was the story between Artyom and the Dark Ones? Yeah, going back to that, um I have no freaking idea. It was like it seemed like you got like spared at the beginning. Yes. Or something, and they're yes. like, you know, maybe like you're like the the chosen dude to end this war or something. That, yeah, that's, so that's all I got. Essentially, and it, and it really does take more than one playthrough to kind of understand it, or you could be a cheating bitch and look at the wiki, um, <clears throat> is that as you're playing through, you realize in his backstory and other things that he ran into these the evolution of humans, the Dark Ones, and he didn't die from the psychic interaction with them. And so... Throughout this game, the Dark Ones are killing everybody, but it's one of those, like, oops, sorry, we were just trying to talk to you. Uh... But the humans' take of it is, oh my god, they're trying to kill us, we gotta kill them first. Yeah, I did kind of get some of that, because they do have that op- that beginning cutscene where you, like, survive, mm-hmm. and then they keep, like, you having these, like, flashes throughout the whole thing of them, like, talking to you, and the other guy with you is always, like, freaking out. And a lot of the NPCs narrate saying, like, oh, I'm glad to have you, Artyom, because you seem to be immune to them for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, they do make it pretty clear that, like, you're going to you're gonna help talk to them and stuff. And then and then there was a line um, where they talked to you and they're just like, every child hates their parents, you know, but they still care or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, like, they're, it's playing enough to be like, you know, these guys are, you know, they're just stuck in this this violent cycle and they're, they're trying to end it. They're actually like peaceful creatures and you got to stop it. And I was like, okay, okay. So out of curiosity, Mark, did you ever read the book? I did not, but I know what's canon. So, yeah. So I, I read the book a couple months ago, actually before we even discussed doing this. Um, 
do you want me to shine a little bit of light on like the overarching story and yeah absolutely tell you what the fuck the beginning was about because mm-hmm. <laughs> this game this game really does feel like it was tar- targeted towards people who read the book just with how little they tell you as to what's going on the lack of an introduction and all that oh yeah for the for the listeners by the way the game is based off the book <laughs> and there you go it's based <laughs> off a <the> book <laughs> um so yeah as you've already mentioned it is post nuclear war they don't really describe what led to it but the world you're in are those who happened to be in the metro when the bombs fell so you're the descendants of those people it's it seems like it's about a generation out since that happened so your character doesn't know life from beforehand but your uncle who you meet in the beginning does and they've been fighting between the factions trying to keep up trade but you know, there's there's new movements like the the fascist Nazis, the remnants of the Communist Party, and then these individual they call them cities, but they're like metro hubs, um, who are trying to just kind of survive on their own. And they're already having enough problems with these mutants that are coming in from the surface and infighting between them with you know these these wars. Then they have these new creatures coming in, the dark ones who have been just slaughtering everyone as they come into the area and it's becoming like a legend and a boogeyman in the night that everyone fears so the whole point of what your guy is doing is he meets with a i think they call them rangers who are the people who go out on the surface to go and like collect resources and come back you meet up with one of them after an attack and he says hey i gotta go and try and handle this um entryway that they keep coming in through one of them entrances to the metro got opened he's like i need you to go and take a message to the rest of my group so they understand what i'm doing right now and why so your entire point is you're just trying to go deliver that message for him and eventually on your travels you come to realize that you're not affected by whatever the hell it is that the dark ones are are emitting and you slowly become more of an important person to the people that you're traveling with because they realize that you're able to travel the tunnels without getting killed by the psionic energy whatever the fuck they call it or the anomalies yep that too so yeah and that that they don't really ever explain what the anomalies are they just leave them as their title would suggest just weird shit happens sometimes (laughs) well like they kind of they kind of described it as like oh it's a thing that is there it's a part of what what is our surrounding now it's no different than fire it's not an enemy it's not a friend it's just something to be aware of avoided yeah yeah i like that thing yeah it was cool when they had that happen um but yeah eventually you you end up trying to they find out that there's a big hub of the dark ones outside and that they're it appears like they might be staging an attack as far as the humans can tell you find some people who know about some missiles that are nearby you find someone who knows what the launch codes are and has the key, luckily, and you help get them into place and coordinate the attack. And right before the attack strikes, you finally have a clear communication with the Dark Ones. Kind of seems as if throughout the entire story you were slowly getting acclimated to their method of communication. And so like right before the bombs hit, they're like, hey... We're just like the next stage of human evolution. We were the people who were stuck on the surface when this all happened. We didn't, you know, most of us died. Some of us survived. Those of us who survived mutated into this next form. 
we can breathe the air on the surface. We have, you know, this new telekinetic ability to speak. We're powerful enough that we can fight off the demons. Sorry, we're not trying to kill all of you guys, but we want you to understand we're the next step. We're trying to keep humanity moving, and then you kill them all. <laughs> yeah, and, and so let me just cut in real quick. Mm-hmm. So Brian's explaining this like, you know, the game actually tells you that stuff. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about the book. Okay, I was like, yeah, because the game doesn't <laughs> tell you anything. You're just like, there's dark ones, and you kind of get this vibe that they're good, and then literally, because I was like, let's just listen to that, and I was like, oh, damn, they're the people who, who were on the surface? Like, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't tell you anything. They're just like, dark ones, they're out there. They don't want to die. They did. No, they're and they, dead. And they just kill them. They did yeah. say the whole, like, ooh, next stage of human evolution. They didn't really describe what that meant usually when someone tells you that is like a good time to like make war on them <laughs> like <laughs> right when, you, when they claim that they're the the ubermensch like you know you gotta yeah. you gotta wonder you're my friend you want to keep me in the metro okay yeah nuke <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of of halo 4 if you go in and play Halo 4 and then they just randomly are like, and the Didac, and there was a human war between blah, 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 blah. Exposition, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What? And then you read 50 books and go, oh, now I understand what you're talking about. Why couldn't you have incorporated that into the game better? Yeah, some additional cinematics or exposition or... A couple more monologues. Yeah, a couple monologues that you can't walk away from. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was another part of the game that I felt could have had uh, more work done. Is like they're explaining things, but I'm looting. Oh, I'm yeah. picking up bullets. I'm changing out weapons. I'm doing stuff like that. And they're like, "Yeah, so that was really important, right?" And I turn around, I'm like, "Oh fuck, what I miss?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After a while, I turned on the subtitles because I would like be walking away from the people, but then sometimes they just turn off, and I'm like, "Yeah, if you're too far, the subtitles turn off." Oops. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was another big inconsistency with the game where it's like, you know, so do you want to be like Half-Life where it's like locked into first person all the time and you get all your exposition through these other characters and conversations and stuff? Because then sometimes it would switch to like third person cinematics, which would throw me off so much because you're in first person for like 99% of the game. And then it's just like you walk through a door, then boom, here's a shot from like somewhere else. And you're like, how the hell did I get over there? And you're like, oh, oh, this is actually this is actually just some some random cinematic. So that was kind of annoying. And then, yeah, definitely with the story and the conversations. Where So the game sets up the gameplay loop. Like, you go to this one of the towns. There's people you can kind of listen to their conversations. And then you just, here, you, you got to search for ammo and just loot the crap out of everything. Because mm-hmm. you need ammo. And we're going to place it all hidden all over the place. And I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. And I thought it was like, you know, like every other game where it's like, oh, passing conversations, you know, might add some more flavor to the game but you don't really need to listen to that stuff and then no right at the end of the game like the game ended and i looked it up and i'm like wait what is this whole freaking morality system in this game i was like excuse me wait what oh yeah oh you didn't know i didn't know what this this morality system that the game has what could you, no what could you into that? <laughs> yes, there are actually <laughs> good deeds and bad deeds is in the game. Someone a bad so deed? playing for the first time, you would have never known. Based on what? Like if exactly. you give a bullet to the poor kid when he shows you around. Um, some of them are really arbitrary. Some of them are like, oh, listen to this mother and daughter talk about, you know, she wants to live in a house. They can't go to the surface yet, but one day she'll live in the house when they go to the surface in the future. And you'll get 
morality points for listening to this heartfelt story. It's little things like that that you would not know. And how do you know okay. that they exist? Why? Why? Also, you get also you get negative points for stealing. Yes. Which I'm like, that is just some of the bullets you just... that you can get in the game are stealing. <laughs> which, if you're so in, if you're in why? a if, yeah, if you're in a you know nuclear wasteland and you have to go outside, fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach into your little box and steal your bullet. But you still haven't answered my question. Why? Changes the ending of the game. What? Yes. Uh, what? So, uh, Kevin, the tables have turned. <laughs> what, Kevin? What ending did you get? Oh, the regular one. Yes. And the best. Everyone. So the the easiest and most common ending is not the canon ending. What the new king? What? <laughs> yes, that's not canon. Surprise! Actually, I was reading this, but <laughs> Brian read the book. Wait, wait. So what? <laughs> at the end of the game, when you point the laser at the site and the missile hits. That was the bad ending. All right. Well, while you guys are discussing this nonsense, <laughs> I'm going to go and look at a summary of the book and see if I'm just mixing Yeah, things. wait, because, Mark, cause I looked at the wiki after mm-hmm. that because I was like, what mm-hmm. just happened? But they were saying that the next games, the, it's considered like the the ranger ending is the is like the, the one it, it, the story follows. Here, it says not in the, not the one where you spare them. Says in the canonical ending, RTM allows the missiles to fire, destroying the. What? Yeah. Okay, so maybe canonical to the the <laughs> book, but when you pick up the second, so the game, the second game, there is a second one. It picks up with, oh, after saving the dark ones. What? So the second game, no matter your first game decision, will pick up with you allowed the dark ones to live. Seems unlikely considering they got nuked, but sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that was something that I didn't like about the game is that there's such a mishmash of I play I've played the second one and I play I'm playing the third game. The second one picks up yeah. with oh now that Artem is a ranger and he decided not to kill the dark ones and that's when I found out what the fuck you could not kill them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm reading the the game or the book wiki. I I didn't think I was crazy. Okay, so the book they... canon is you destroy them. The game canon is you do not. That's fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> so it's a game based off of a book that finds the book not canon in the game. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Metro Last Light? Well, we decided Light? we want to talk about the Dark Ones more. Correct. Last Light picks up with you not destroying the are, Dark Ones. Are you sure it picks up without you killing them or not killing them all? not killing them are you sh- <sighs> okay i oh, didn't no. play that one but i did listen to <sighs> yahtzee's review of it and i distinctly remember him saying that you went off in last light to go find the remaining dark ones to apologize for murdering them all let's see yeah it says on the wiki <laughs> that the ending is no longer canon as metro last light picks up after the ending where you kill them all so and really this isn't worth arguing about <laughs> We haven't played it. <laughs> I this is so confusing. <laughs> no, this is the trenches, Eric. We have to get it over with. Someone must be deemed All right. right. <laughs> well, I think we did the right things by nuking them. They were still going to wander through the camp just <laughs> killing everyone with their psychic energy until there was like just RTM left. That is true. And I guess they didn't all yeah, die, right? Good. So Just uh, uh, 
Just thin in yeah, their numbers. Killing, them, killing a bunch of people right <laughs> it's there. It's coming straight for me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a little bit of radiation. Look how far they got. A little more won't hurt. Yeah, I mean, what's radiation going to do to them anyway? I know, I thought they were the next step in human evolution. What, a little hellfire won't hurt you? Yeah, what, you can't take a nuke? <laughs> Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> we're just naturally selecting the even they, stronger one. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt the, the story was really weird, because it was, it was building up to, like, the you're going to spare them. And even, like, right at the end, when they have, like, the guy hands you the gun and he's like, kill it if it's hostile. And I'm like, Do it. oh, this must be where I decide to like not kill him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to not kill And then the guy just comes up and kills me. I'm like, and it's like, oh, no. load, load checkpoint. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and this is another weird thing. It's like, again, like with the inconsistencies where at the beginning, it was kind of like fallout where you're with the character and then they turn around and they're just like, like the kid, like, oh, do you want to, can I have a bullet? Or like, there was one with, where I was talking to like one of the prostitutes and they were just like, Oh, do you want to do this? Yes or no? And I was like, okay, here we go. Like we're having this, you know, clear, like the good choice, bad choice, the morality thing. And then it just disappeared. And like, they never had those like binary choice options ever again. And then I was like, Oh, maybe it's going to happen right at the end. Nope. You just, you gotta do the thing. And I'm like, yeah, there's a, there's what? a point in the game where you actually will know. And this, for the people that play through the game a lot, there's a point in the game where it's like, it, one of the NPCs will say something that cues you in that you actually have the opportunity to do the good ending, which is sparing them. Because the game is weird. very derived on doing audio and like visual cues. Very, mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah. But yeah, you don't actually... You have a choice, but you don't have a choice if you don't play it right. See, I thought that they were just punishing me in, in various ways. Like, if you go with the prostitute, she um, takes all your money. Like, yeah, which... I did that. Yeah, because so like... <laughs> I was like, "Oh, let's... that's what you get, Kevin." I was like, "This is, this is a game. Like, there's no morality system because freaking game didn't say anything about it." And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, let me just like explore this one option because clearly the game's trying to be like, ooh, don't you want to see what happens?'" And I lost all my money. I'm like, "What the crap?" Yep. <laughs> that's why you should play through again. <laughs> so, speaking of that, uh. <laughs> What what do you think? What do you think? Would you? How would you rate this? Would you play it again? Uh, if we're going for overall ranking, um, I'd have to put it in the meh. I would probably play it, but only if there was nothing else. So like my overall opinions on the game, like you know the the story's pretty cool. You know I like games that don't reveal too much. I like the interaction and how um, how immersive it was. The gameplay itself was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was just really sloppy when it came to like its consistency with with some of the gameplay themes, like with the first person, third person, this whole hidden morality system that doesn't just freaking tell you about. Which like if that was more on the surface, it would have been cooler if you knew like what you were actually doing. Which I guess is why it's like, oh, you got to play the game again because now you know. But no, because the game is terrifying, and I never <laughs> want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, there's. Like, my least favorite games are the ones when they have the horror section or the, oh, walk through this dark place with just a flashlight. And that was, like, 90% of this game. So screw that. I never want to do that again. But I might do it if, you know, just to experience what it would be like to actually know how to play the game a second time. Mm-hmm. Next up on Kevin's list 
Amnesia, the nope. dark descent. <laughs> nope. Amnesia, while Mark screams in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> that might help. <laughs> Distract him. <laughs> yeah, there were there were times in this game where I would just get like chills and just jump and all like you're like running through the tunnels and there's monsters like chasing you. And towards the end, there's like they introduce like the the super hard monster like jumps into the ceilings and and you know crawling the, the library that pops out of view and pops back into view and just can kill you in two hits was it was it that thing it looked like the regular ones except they had like yellow eyes or something like that yeah it was in like the d6 area there were there were two of them basically and i was like oh you got to kill them and and at this point i was using a walkthrough because i kept getting lost and they were just like oh you can um you can you got to kill it and then you can just loot the area and i was like so what you're saying is i don't have to kill this thing. So I just ran straight through <laughs> everything and just got the hell out of there. I was like, I am not fighting this thing. I was like, screw that. I'm like, I don't care about this ammo. The game's probably almost over. <laughs> oh, and then the, the the freaking guide, I don't know if it was the difficulty, but it kept being like, ooh, you, like, look over here. There's stuff over here. Hidden item over here. Golden bullets. I'm like, what are golden bullets? I don't freaking know. And I'm just like, okay, you know, this game's got all this other crazy hidden stuff going on that I just don't even freaking know about. And I was like, at this point, I don't even care. I'm like, I don't care what golden bullets are. Is that a name for the currency? Because the game never says. I, it's I don't pre, know. Pre-war yeah. bullets. I don't know what they... Clean bullets. Yeah, I, I got it was like the military-grade bullets. That's what the menu was calling it. But then this guy was like, golden yeah. bullets. Is that the same thing? I don't know. Yeah. And actually, okay. like, if you have your flashlight off, they glow golden. Okay. Yeah, because what you didn't know is before we nuked everyone, we actually loaded up our bullet casings with, like, high amounts of uranium. Yeah. Yep. And radium. Yeah. Just like watches. They glow. It's a good Just idea. Like <laughs> and that whitish... Don't lick them. You will die. That whitish green plastic <laughs> that glows after it's been on the light. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Instead of putting stars on your ceiling <laughs> in the Metro, you put bullets. <laughs> Cute reskinning for Metro 23 Redux times two. Just like I want to higher... look for some mods now, just like change things like all the Nassauluses are Teletubbies. Like, I don't know uh, which would be more terrifying. Depends on what, uh, what type of Teletubby. Talking about like the... I'm imagining like a Teletubby, but like just skinned on top of the Nassaulus. <sighs> so it's like stretched out. Okay. Like... <laughs> <laughs> or like instead of like the white faces that they have, it's just like bloody and like dripping with muscle. <laughs> Doesn't have any eyeballs. Uh, Kevin's like, this game was scary <laughs> enough. Stop it. Fuck off, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, this is definitely like one of my favorite games. I would, I would play this again, and I have played it again a couple times because you know I'm usually not about like doing um, achievements or things like that. But there's some like fun achievements, like you say when you got through the the fascists versus the Nazis, you snuck through. One of the achievements is literally kill everyone. Yeah, that's the only one I got. Even the injured. <laughs> Even the injured soldiers that are, like, <laughs> laying in bed that can't, they don't even notice you, you can just, like, murder well, them. Well, you never know. They might have ammo on them. It's true. They, they didn't that have was actually... ammo on them. <laughs> well, that's why you use a knife. That was actually the funny thing when uh, some of the main characters would go down. I'm just like, just give me your goddamn ammo. I know. Like, I just want to loot their body, like, right away. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you never know when they're going to, like, extract you from the episode, right? As soon as someone dies, you're like, and where's your gun? Okay, good. And we can resume trying to pay attention to the story. There's one character, I forget his name, I don't remember if it's Khan or if it was like Hunter, 
he said Bourbon. like oh when we're done i'll give you my rifle my ak and i was like please die <laughs> and he did he got his gun i think that was con <laughs> no i think it was bourbon was the first guy oh it was bourbon yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah bourbon buddy you owe me some money what about you uh brian Eric? how'd you feel about the game what was your ranking uh i'd put this into my like not like top 10 but it's, it's definitely something i'd go back and and play again and have come back and played again it's it's a lot of fun it's got a lot of good stealthing that's not frustrating and uh it doesn't make me shit my pants, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, very satisfying to kill things in that game, and there's enough different weapons that you can kind of go around with a different loadout, which is good for replay value. But I felt like it let me down when I finally finished it, because there's, like, there's no real like boss or anything. I was like climbing that tower, I'm like, all right, there's going to be some crazy winged dragon I'm going to get to use all the ammo on. And then I got to the top, and I'm like, all right. Nope. Guess I'll go play Saints Row. The boss is the physics. <laughs> I was hoping for, like, another hour of trying to grind down some boss, but and nope. The boss is actually trying to physics your way up the side of that freaking thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the boss in this game, because the regular enemies are so challenging that I can't even imagine. I mean, there were so many times I remember losing all of my ammo trying to kill librarians and how could they make it any worse yeah but if they're going to put you into that wacky world with the dark ones you might as well have a cool fight to be done on in in the in the house of mirrors or whatever goes on up there yeah but they could have also went the shitty path of buttonholds to defeat the dark one i'm glad they didn't do that i'm all powerful hold x, hold x. to kill <laughs> could be worse it could have turned into a rhythm game uh, that would have really thrown DDR. me off. <laughs> right? Get out your DDR pads, guys. We're going to have a dance-off with the Dark One. <laughs> You're going down. Great, I mean, great, was... great, great, perfect, great, great, great. <laughs> if you don't perfect all of this, you die. That was basically Dying Light's ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no spoilers. God. I gotta sit out that one. <laughs> <laughs> it ends in a giant electric guitar solo on top of the buildings. Sweet. Yeah. Finally yep. get and by electric, like, pretty epic. My guitar your here. Guitar is powered by electric, like lightning coming down and striking you over and over again. It's pretty intense. Sounds pretty dope. <laughs> Sounds way better than the actual ending. Yeah, I actually, need to actually, hold my keyboard like it's a uh, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you remember to lift the side for star power. Got to give it a bit of a jerk. <laughs> I don't think my keyboard has like the ability to tell. <laughs> <laughs> all right so for one-liners kevin hmm i would say i can i can see the greatness in the game but it kind of got bogged down by trying to have this wishy-washy combination of various like genres it just needed to to really nail that down and then it would be really good uh, but i still wouldn't play it because it's too scary <laughs> um you need to go play conquer's bad fur day and you will eat those words <laughs> What about you, Brian? I was going to kick it over to you, Mark. Oh, okay. So for me, my one-liner... My one-liner is... I've never been so... I love this game, but I was so disappointed at how much I hoarded. <laughs> it's a disappointing hoarder. Not horror, hoarder. <laughs> hoarder. For me, uh, I'd say the game was almost perfect if it wasn't for all the killing Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Why do I have to kill them when I want to join them? <laughs> That's how I felt my character was portrayed. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're getting a little too into it there. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was violent enough, but needed more gore. That's true. They got those freaking monsters. I mean, you could have had those limbs falling off. They could have been scurrying around on only three legs. You know, it could have been interesting. But unfortunately, everything stayed attached to everybody. Yeah. Fortunately <laughs> for me. Also, one last thing. The loading checkpoints in this game were such BS. What do you mean? Like, oh, if you die, it, you would... It, would... it would constantly give me a checkpoint like right as something was happening. Or when I was in some really crappy situation. And then I was just stuck there where I had to restart the whole thing. Like, there was one when I, I went up and I punched this dude with a knife. And then it was like checkpoint. I'm like, <laughs> I've got a couple of those, or like I've gotten ones where I'm like I'm about to throw a knife. I get a checkpoint and I miss, and so I, my yeah. checkpoint is constantly throwing my knife, missing, and ever being like I'm a one shot you now. Yeah, nice. I, I was like, it really could have been benefited from like the Half Life thing where you can just you can just save whenever you want. Like I don't I don't see why that that would have been a big deal. And then you can just go back to, or even like going back to your previous checkpoints. There was no like previous checkpoint. It was just like, mm-hmm. load it or freaking restart the whole chapter. Screw you. Like, <laughs> damn yeah. it. Like there was, there was one where I was dying from, um, I was getting suffocated and I was trying to reach the end of the level. And it, I was like 20 seconds from death and it was just like, checkpoint. I'm like, <laughs> I, I literally am just, no. I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just had to throw that. They... That was the last thing in there. They decided to give me a checkpoint just as I had gotten mad and like cleared out a whole room with my auto shotgun. Oh, like Which... venting before you tried again. Right. Not wasting all your ammo. But then they were like, oh, you finally did it. Checkpoint. Good job. Pat on the back. <laughs> now, because it was right at the beginning of the level, right? So there's like an, it opens up into the, the rail station after that. And. <laughs> Up these stairs, there's just like 20 guys just standing outside the only door. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Is that now the one where like, you I climb respond... up the ladder and there's three guys right there aiming yeah, that's at the where one. you're going to come up? Yeah. Yep. And I got frustrated. And then they gave me a checkpoint. The only problem is, now I have like a lot of grenades, right? So I throw them out into the, into the opening so that they could get you know, clear out some people, but for some reason it would, like, chain explode straight into the tunnel I was in. Every time. I guess the it'll blow up the enemy's dropped grenades mm-hmm. and it'll fling them and then they'll blow up, because I don't know what was <laughs> going learned, on, but every never, time... I never used grenades because <laughs> I would always die from grenades. There's so many grenades in the game. I was oh, tempted yeah, to awful. just use them like water, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've um, beaten this horse into a nice bloody pulp. So while Mark does whatever it is he does with those big piles of mess, um, I'll give you guys the social media jargon. So as always, we got a Facebook page, uh, Utter Descent. If you want to come and check out what's going on, you can. Um, I'm very bad at keeping up to date with it, but it is what it is. You can also follow us on Twitter at Utter Descent and all the podcast sites we are on, you know, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Um, some of those will only have the latest episodes up because we have to pay to have them all up, and I don't feel like paying for that. Um, our our lineup is a little 
thin at the moment. We got a lot of people playing various games. We're not quite sure what the order is going to be in terms of uh, what will be recorded next. But most likely we're looking at um, at Fallout 1 being the next one and or I guess I should say or um, <laughs> Dying Light. That one's going to be recorded with our new uh, host member, cast member, whatever, Pat. As for the rest of what we're looking at, um, Mark's making me play Rocket League. So if you don't hear me on the next recording, it's because I killed myself. Um, He's also making me play (laughs) Divinity Original Sin. Eric's got me playing Infested Planet. And uh, Pat's got me playing Ass Creed. So the only thing it looks like that's on the list for other people at the moment is uh, Project Zomboid for Eric. And Mark's going to play Kerbal Space Program. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Rocket League for all. Rocket League for everyone, right? I mean, if you want to submit yourself to playing Rocket League, you can go right ahead. I don't want to. I just know I'm going to hate it, so it'll be worth it. <laughs> well, so the best there. part is, you can play it on my Steam profile while I'll play it on my Switch profile. Oh, yay. Oh, <laughs> so Mark can have all the fun of grinding I don't know how that makes it better. Yeah. That means I can do 1v3. <laughs> Unless Kevin's yeah. been playing lately. If Kevin's been playing, I don't think I can take him. Is it Rocket League? Yeah. Oof. No. <laughs> I've not touched that in a long time. All right, one v three. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what we're looking at for the next, uh, you know, future games we're playing. And I think with that, we are uh, we're all done. We will catch you guys next time. See you. See you. Peace.